Kia ora and welcome to this episode of The Image Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand. My special guest today is Emma. Hello. And we are going to be discussing Letter 34 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. Mr. De Courcy to Lady Susan. Hotel. I write only to bid you farewell. The spell is removed. I see you as you are. Since we passed it yesterday, I have received from indisputable authority such an history of you as must bring the most mortifying conviction of the imposition I have been under and the absolute necessity of an immediate and eternal separation from you. You cannot doubt to what I allude. Langford, Langford, that word will be sufficient. I received my information in Mr. Johnson's house from Mrs. Mannering herself. You know how I have loved you. You can intimately judge of my present feelings. But I am not so weak as to find indulgence in describing them to a woman who will glory in having excited their anguish, but whose affection they have never been able to gain. Ah, de course. Such a good letter and an excellent rendition of it. Thank you. I hope I was channeling a bit of pomposity there. Mm. Remember at the start when he was like, I cannot wait to meet her. She's such a train wreck. And then he completely falls under her spell. He was so judgmental and superior. So I think, yes, the pomposity works. He's clearly hurt. He seems to genuinely at least believe that he loves or loved her. Do you think he did it? I think it's possible to think that you love somebody and it be... More of an infatuation? Well, certainly he didn't know her. We knew that her character was completely different to what he believed it to be. So can you love someone when you are completely deceived in who they are? Love an idea of somebody rather than the person themselves? But she was deliberately presenting a different person to him. Surely he could have genuinely loved that person. That person didn't exist, but... On his side, could he not have loved that fictional person? Yeah, I think he could. I'm not sure that he would propose and plan to marry somebody that he didn't love. Their family seems to very much believe that affection should be part of a marriage, unlike Lady Susan. I think you probably have to, if someone says that they are in love, you have to believe them. You can't. Say, oh, no, you're not, you know. Oh, it's such a condescending thing, isn't it? It really is. I believe an individual can be the only judge of whether they truly love someone. Yeah. He starts off with very short sentences, and you get the feeling it's spitting these out, but then it gets into the longer ones as he, like, starts into a rant kind of thing and gets his flow going. The last paragraph is one sentence. I'd say it starts in anger. That's what those short sentences are about. And then it moves into distress. You know how I have loved you. He is actually being vulnerable there. If he was truly only angry and defensive, he would not mention his own love. That's a risk. So it's moving a little also from the anger into pain. Yeah. This is painful for him, but he is going, 
I know who you are now. I cannot go into the depths that I want to express about how upset I am because you will glory in this, in my anguish. And he uses the word anguish, which is very telling. He's very clear. You don't love me. Your affection I've never been able to gain. So he's been more clear-sighted in this than he has been since he met Lady Susan. Yeah. The spell is removed. I see you as you are. I think that's true. Is this the spell or love? But when you realize who someone is, do you stop loving that idea you had of them? I think it's the spell you cast over me, the deceit, the person you presented to me, the illusion is what's been removed. Jane Austen doesn't give us which hotel he's at. Often when she doesn't want to write specific facts, it will have like blank street, blank militia, etc. And here it just says hotel. He probably doesn't want her to know where he is. Oh, that is a good point. I had not considered. Yeah, doesn't want her turning up at his door. Though, would she do that? When he was going to leave Churchill, she called him to come to her. If he had not come, would she have gone to him? Depends how much she wanted it. But if she doesn't know where he is, she can't send a servant summoning him. She's not the sort to chase. She must know where he is to send in the letter, though. Surely. Oh, do you know, I think, unless he travels with his own writing case, which he might, I think that upper end of hotels have their name embossed on the paper anyway. Ah, yes. He refers to Mrs. Mannering as an indisputable authority. I, I heard it from the horse's mouth. There is no way you can talk your way around this. She's very clearly said what is going on. He doesn't say you're having an affair with Mr. Mannering. He just says Langford. That should be enough. You know what I mean. Maybe a gentleman doesn't write such words in a letter to a lady. I think it's smart as well, because if you give Lady Susan anything, she will take something from it like, oh, but you use this particular word, so I can use that to twist it to mean something else and continue a thing. It's like when you're arguing with someone, you stick to short sentences, the very bare facts that they need so they can't, continue yes he's not expecting an answer to this letter i would say no i do not think so he expects to send this run off be done everything is over well poor man it's his first engagement it must be quite heartbreaking also he will be disappointed in himself for having been a poor judge of character and being made a fool of No man enjoys that. Actually, no one enjoys that, to be fair. But it hurts me in particular. There's no greeting. There's no closing, like, yours sincerely, anything. Just his name. That feels a little harsh. I mean, not inappropriately harsh for this letter. But I am done with you. And that is our discussion of letter 34 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. I'm Frances Duncan. This has been Emma. Links to the socials are in the notes. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. 
Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!